This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. Check out and support us on Patreon for tons of content, including a bonus episode for each episode. If you'd like to reach out to us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share all sorts of nerdy stuff. You can also find us on Instagram, at Nerd Podcast Radio, and on Twitter, at Nerdcast Radio. Don't forget to review us on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. Reviews are important as they help our podcast grow. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. I'm your host, Supreme Brian, and I am joined by Kirsty Smurfroka. Hola. And Dave. God, I hate you. <laughs> uh, hi, everybody. <laughs> I just want to go. <laughs> so um, we have special exclusive content. You get to see the guy we've talked about on the show a few times sitting behind David eating food yes. for patrons. Yes. Um, yes. For the patrons. For listeners, you might hear him chime in, but he can't hear us. So, <laughs> but he's he's sitting back there. That um, we are not sponsored by any fast food franchises correct we are not this is behind a paywall so we're good (laughs) the video is behind our patreon speaking of if you'd like to see the video you can check us out at patreon.com slash nerd podcast i don't know if grant back there munching on fast food actually endorses fast food at all (laughs) (laughs) so so we we are um the three of us are back together um and we're going to be talking about um basic life skills um but first but first we're gonna play everybody's favorite game what's nerdy with you where we talk about the nerdiest thing we've done in the last two weeks using the patented mike myler widget system i you know there must be a glitch in that recording because it sounded like erica said first we're gonna pay everyone's favorite game <laughs> but you know yeah. well when you're you know. uh, when you're uh three beers in, you let me know how you're doing mm. oh Oh, okay then. It was close of business for sales today. So gotcha, nice. That is why I look like shit, and that is why I am drinking. I wasn't gonna say anything. Oh, I will share with listeners. I am recovering. I I had a very slight migraine, and I'm the reason why I have ice water. So you might hear the ice on the recording it might come up um because i'm trying to make myself feel okay i feel much better than i did yesterday i'm sure i'll feel better tomorrow after a full night's sleep but it was it was not fun um but uh so nerdy things erica goes no david goes first all right fine what'd you do well let's see what did i do uh Oh, um, I, um, uh, the, uh, signups for Strategicon, uh, have started uh going up for gms to sign up to play games live in person 
out Ooh. here in uh, Los Angeles in September over Labor Day weekend. So look for future announcements about that coming in, in the future. But uh, yeah, I applied uh, to be a GM so I could sign up to rent some games. For which edition of which games? For Pathfinder First Edition, you know, the best one. <laughs> Don't let Jason hear you say that. Well, I mean, I don't know. I would, Jason would probably agree with him on a lot of a lot of points. Jason is a really, really good conversationalist, and I, I mean, don't think he would just shut him down. I'm I'm not a fan of Second Edition. I'm not. It's I I've played it. I'm just not a fan. Be, being that he works for Paizo and they're still selling First Edition books, I don't think he would shut down <laughs> that argument at all. No, I like First Edition. First Edition is the superior system. I like Fifth Ed as well. D and D Fifth Edition is really fun, but it is nowhere near as crunchy as Pathfinder is. If you want to play a game with lots of crunch, you play Pathfinder. If you want to play or a game that's not as crunchy, you play Fifth Ed. I, 3.5 I like, is crunchy. 3.5 is crunchy, but Pathfinder fixed a lot of the problems with 3.5. I don't know what you were talking about, sir. You take that back. The grappling system. I'm not taking that back. The 3.5 <laughs> grappling system was bad. I never used it. <laughs> yeah, because it was bad. <laughs> I, I mean, to argue, you've probably never used the first edition grappling system either. Fair. That is a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't play characters that generally grapple. I really like the second edition grappling system. It's not... I, I, di I did like the first edition system better because I appreciated what you could do with it. But what I didn't like about it was only a very few people understood it. So you would, if you played in an organized play situation, you made a cra character that was around grappling, there'd be arguments at 50% of the tables you were playing at. And Yeah, this is true. Because most people had no idea how it worked. Where and... second edition grapple is, you roll a athletics check. It's sort of like yeah. 5v grappling. Kind of. They made, they made grappling very they made everything very simplified in fifth edition i i don't know i there are parts of second ed i don't like the main part of second ed i don't like is i don't like the way i don't like the character creation in second edition i don't it's not fun it's nowhere near as fun as character creation is in first edition or fifth ed character creation or fifth ed is a lot of fun character creation in second edition of pathfinder is not fun to me sorry to go off on a tangent like that but yeah that was my nerdy thing um erica your turn I don't know if it's nerdy, but I think the my favorite thing that I did this week was shut down a salesman real hard. It was great. And as a salesperson, he absolutely deserved it. So It's a very satisfying thing. I don't know if I'd quantify it as nerdy either. I mean, it'll come up in distribu distribution of widgets. Well, it's the first time in my actual adult life I've literally done this to somebody as an adult. You're fucking done. Wow. <laughs> Okay, you have to tell the story now. I, I have to say it fits in very well into our topic for today. And yeah, but yeah, you have to tell the story now. Okay, long short of it, my shed got crushed by my neighbor's tree. Oh. I have to buy a new shed. My mom found a shed that was like a repo where it's usually like much cheaper than a shed should normally be. So she sends my dad over there like an hour and a half away because I'm working. And he looks at it and he says, yeah, that's fine. We'll take it. Um, so I had to go and pay for the other half. Well, I go and the guy's out to lunch at 4.30. I don't fucking know who does that, but whatever. And he's supposed to be back. So my mom and I go down and we look at the shed. I don't know what my dad was thinking, but whoever had the shed kept a dog in it. They had peed everywhere on the inside of the shed and it was hot. So the moment you open that shed door, it smelled like you get hit in the face with the smell of dog pee. 
Plus there was like big holes cut into the side where they had like run electrical and like all this sort of stuff. So I was like, uh, I don't want to pay $3,000 for this shed. It was like a 10 by 12 shed. So the guy comes back and we walk in and he's like, oh, you guys are here to pay for the rest of the shed. And my mom said, well, she wants to take a look at a couple other sheds. Um, that one didn't have all the storage she wanted. We're trying to be super nice about this, right? And the guy right, yeah, goes yeah. off on us. Well, I've already got the paperwork's done and your husband already signed it and he already put a down payment and you know what kind of headache it's going to be for me to have to like stop this order and then put wow. that shed back on. Like he, okay, so I let him get through his whole thing about how much of a bitch it was going to be. And I said, I get that. I understand. That's frustrating. I haven't even said that I want to change my mind yet. I said, I want to look at my other options. That's all I said. Well, to me, this deal is already done because, you know, your dad signed them. Like whole, again, whole same thing he just said. And I went, okay, well, and I went to say something and he started a third time. He interrupted me and started a third time. And I, Mm. first time in my adult life, I went, you're fucking done. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, he just like looked at me like no person had ever told him that before in his whole fucking life. That that look of shock and surprise of what? (laughs) Pretty much. And anyway, I told him, I was like, I get it. I'm a salesperson. It's a pain in your ass. But at no point have I ever told a customer, no, I don't want you to spend more money with me. Right. So do you want to help me find something or do you want to just cancel my order? And he went, yeah, jackass. okay. Like, <laughs> I don't know. At that point, I think I would have just left anyways, just because that guy was being a jackass. <laughs> yeah. Well, I really need a shit. Fair and enough. And there are other places. They were a lot more expensive. So I, uh, you, pay, you, you, pay, you get what you get to what you pay is for. Well, they all come from different builders, but it depends like because they don't build the sheds themselves. They have companies that build the sheds and then each place marks it up however much. This guy didn't mark it up as much as everybody else. Essentially, that's why I was still there. And so I find a shed I like. Long end of the story. By the end of it, he was like apologetic about the whole situation. I got instead of a 10 by 12 shed that didn't have above loft space for storage, I got a... uh, 10 by 20 shed that has loft storage and is exactly what I want. And I only paid a thousand dollars more than I was for that repo shed by the time I was done haggling with him. Nice. So that's my nerdy thing. I haggled somebody. Does that count? Okay. Haggling? Oh, yeah. I, I think you get I think you get a little bit more leeway because we're talking about too. life skills today. Yeah. <laughs> I think it counts. That's bonus points right there. Well yeah. Done. Well, I guess that is a life skill, huh? We'll see what it happens really when the widgets is. start to fly. I mean, I, I think that if you can make your kind of mundane topic related to the topic we're talking about, because, I mean, it's thematic. I mean, we're not talking about a nerdy topic, even though we have some nerdy twists on how to talk about it. But uh, before we get there, Brian, what's nerdy with you? Um, Damn it, David. I was about to do that. He was talking. How rude. You I'm know, sorry. Erica. Hey. Hey, Dave. There, you know, Erica, Erica. What, what, Brian? Team. It's a team. And, you know, <laughs> we're all co-hosts. It's okay if he takes it off your back. 
he's not he's not doing it because he's a man and you're a woman. So That's you don't, exactly why he's doing no, it, Brian. No, no, he's doing it because he saw the opportunity <laughs> and he's trying to keep the episode moving. I'm I want to let you know him. that there, there, I've met David in person and had David run tables before, and he's the least misogynistic person I know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um, I, 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 I meant all that, but it also was a good delay because I had no idea what I was going to share for my nerdy thing. Ah! Um, no, um, so Heather and I, um, last weekend, we decided randomly, do you want to drive to Bandon tomorrow, which is a four hour drive? And we went down there. We happened to meet up with a online friend of hers that we'd never met in person before. They have this amazing gaming rig. They have these monster computers with, you know, $3,000 graphics cards in them. I think they, they said they were like 3,800 TIs or some crazy number. And they have um, monitor mounts where they can take the monitor. They have a monitor. They, they turn the monitor portrait orientation so they can put Discord and stuff on the left side while they're gaming. That's cool. And I was talking. They asked me. They So they were talking about gaming because they Heather and them play. And I they asked me, do I game? And I said, well, not really, because my computer doesn't have a graphics card because it died. Somebody gave you a motherfucking graphics card. That is where this is going. Brian Luck fucking happened. The thing that he always says <laughs> I, I never would fucking say. happens. <laughs> he walks into some complete stranger that, that his wife just happened to know fucking online. They happen to have an extra fucking graphic card that he needed because that's motherfucking Brian Luck. And I don't ever want to hear you say that. I would say that it's more, there are generous people in this world. And I um, happen to run into one of them. Brian, shut the fuck up. Erica, (laughs) I agree with you. (laughs) You are 100% correct. I consider that, I call that pure and simple Brian Luck. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, well, they gave me they gave me that, and they gave me eight gigs of RAM too. Yeah, of course they. Oh, yeah. I, I hate you so fucking much. Right now. Like, you <laughs> well, it's no not idea. like a ridiculous card. It's it's one of the nine hundred series. Oh, of, here, take a hundred fifty dollars card for free. Well, one of the reasons why we were having the like conversation, to find and right we were talking about the graphics matters. card shortage and how it's really hard to find a card, and they were like, "Well, we have this extra one. It's sitting in a box gathering dust. Do you want it?" And I was like, yes, thank you. And now, yeah. Complete online fucking stranger who happens to have an extra fucking graphics card that they don't want. And Brian just happens to drive two hours one way and two hours back. No, four hours one way and four hours back. Oh, yeah. Brian, you're not helping your case. Four hours one way and four hours back just fucking randomly. Fuck you. That's Brian Luck. That's exactly what that is. That is the textbook definition of Brian Luck. Well, I'm going to predict that I lost this game just out of spite. <laughs> so, uh, David, man. how many widgets to give to people? Oh, we've got four. So I'm going to go ahead and give all four of mine to Erica because there, Praetors can see what I'm doing. <laughs> Erica. Uh, I'm not going to be as mean, although I told you Brian Luck exists. You get one point. David gets my other three points. Okay. I'm I'm going to give um, three to David and two to Erica because I like ties. That's 
Oh, okay. I'll give I'll give one to Erica. So uh, so David wins. Okay, <laughs> but he doesn't win because I got a bonus point. So yeah, it's and it's not because he's a man. It's because you're my sister. <laughs> I got a bonus point, so it's still a tie. Oh, oh, yeah, you got a bonus point because you tied it into the topic, so it's a tie. Um, actually, yeah, yeah, I didn't even share the other reason why it's because. Erica, do you know what the other reason why it's because? No. Why? It's because you're short. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, oh, I needed something for the visual with you with the salesman. How tall was he? Like six feet. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, my other nerdy thing is, um, my other nerdy thing is, after Erica and I went hiking, um, she had a sunburn and her hair turned green. So I videotaped her and told her she needed to sing the Oompa Loompa song, and she. And so I have a video of Erica just saying "fuck you." Brian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's glorious. Uh, yay! So I win. Huzzah! I'll put those. You don't to work. win. It's a fucking tie. Don't because you listen? Because she had a bonus point. Right. Right. Fine. So fine. we're gonna put the widgets in the deathmatch cage, and for the rest of the episode, they're gonna be fighting it out and deciding who wins. <laughs> we'll paint three of them blue and three of them pink, and we'll see which ones win. At David's, of course, are the pink ones. Absolutely. Of course. <laughs> Are you and kidding? Are, Pink gives them power. Mine are more indigo. Oh, that was a fast what's dirty with you. We're getting too quick at those. <laughs> well, I noticed that when it's, you know, it's like when we have more than two people, they tend to go quickly. That's because no one wants it to drag into 45 minutes like that one time. And it only drags into 45 minutes when we get people doing it for the first time. And they're like, this is a cool game. Let me talk for a half hour. <laughs> and we still like those people. I want to win. <laughs> or Anna shows up and she or wins Anna by default. Up. She wins by default. So... <laughs> yeah, the game, I agree. the game should actually be called Anna Wins because you know there is a thing about being too efficient. Like one thing I noticed when Jason was on, Jason is I have to say one of the best active listeners we've ever had on the show. Yeah, yeah, he but he hosts. A, he's on a podcast, so you know he's yeah, got he's, skills. He's a downright pleasure to. He, uh, and to I, I, I said, I said, I said, he's got skills. <laughs> Funny, I should mention that that in this uh, episode ha! we're going to be talking about skills <laughs> Man, Yay, it's almost skills. like you didn't totally throw that in there to segue <laughs> us in or something well done brian well done um segues are funny today we're talking about Whatever. life skills um so as nerds we tend to have a big focus on pop culture and knowing a crap ton of stuff and a lot of that a lot of people in nerd culture tend to have gaps we tend to have things that, and this doesn't apply to everyone. There are very well-rounded, nerdy individuals who also somehow manage to have crazy hobbies. But Brian, I think it can apply Brian, to- I need you to pause. Yes. David, your yes. friend keeps looking up at the screen mm -hmm. and he looks like satanic when he does it. It's great. <laughs> it's like this. <laughs> I was going to make a Charlie Manson joke at one point. <laughs> 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 Apparently with the light flashing on you as you sit there and the play on the screen and the camera, you look like Manson. <laughs> <laughs> He's not dead. He's hiding in David's room. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> look, look, okay. I opened up the I opened up the doorway into the portal one day and he just walked out. <laughs> 
<laughs> Great content for those listening at home. Oh, yeah. Wait, did you not pause? <laughs> no, no, I'm not pausing <laughs> recording for that. Oh, great. Great great for our patrons who can actually You really don't that. have to sit off the side, dude. It was just a joke. No, it was just okay. a joke, man. No, come back. Your entertainment. Come back. He's fine. Okay. So life skills, Brian. We're so, talking about- yeah, skills, uh, gaps. There are things. I thought of this topic when seeing that How I Met Your Mother episode where Barney didn't know how to use a screwdriver. So um, I'm going to start with David. Okay, no. Um, what is a basic life skill that you feel very strong in and how does you feel about it? How does it affect your life? Well, my grandfather had an adage that he instilled in myself and my sister and my cousin, his grandchildren, of uh, anyone to survive in this life needs to be able to uh, to uh, fix a drain or to, to fix a drain, to change a car battery, be able to change a tire, be able to cook uh, cook bread, be able to uh, uh, and just a bunch of basic things that, that to be a well-rounded person, it's ideal that you should be able to do these things to help look after yourself. And they instilled a lot of that ethic into us as kids. So we, you know, I myself am quite strong in a lot of life skills that some people don't seem to have. So, how often do you make bread? Uh, I've done it a few times. I know how. <laughs> I don't do it very often myself, but I've done it before. Um, okay. Yeah, I know how to sew. Um, I I know how to do basic car maintenance. I play with computers. I know uh, I know a little bit about a lot of things. That's how I feel. I know just enough to be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Just enough to know when I need to stop and look up on YouTube how to do this. <laughs> I have to say that changed a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, when YouTube basically became the repository for all knowledge in the universe, it, it, it made some things a lot less intimidating. Like if I had to change the spark plug in an older car, I feel like I could now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I could do that before YouTube though. Fair enough. I mean, I was, I feel that I'm one of the last of my generation that even knows things like how to read a map. Oh, oh yeah. That was something we were talking about in the car the other day. Like when I was, when I first learned how to drive, I'd use the Thomas guide. Well, I, if anyone if anyone doesn't know what that is, it's a book of maps that that you could look up addresses and it would tell you. You where were the map you were studying were. film early on, and if you're involved in the film industry at all, knowledge of a Thomas guide was really important. Mm-hmm. Well, that was before GPS is a thing. Yeah, the Thomas guide stuff is nowhere near. You know, those kinds of things are going the way of the dodo nowadays because they're just not needed anymore. Did you guys know yeah. that back in the day when they would send um would they would send um audition location information to people they would give them the thomas guide coordinates rather that's than just awesome. telling them the address they would tell them oh, that I, too. I didn't know that yeah i, know. I learned that's, that that's listening great. to chris hardwick talking about going to auditions yeah. in the Maybe 90s he'd give you a page number and thomas guide coordinates that's awesome like i i was in an army program in high school so i learned map i learned how to map read and all that stuff in there that's always neat i know how to i, I can read eight digit grid coordinates Map reading is an interesting one to bring up because I I don't think I could read a map if I was forced to. I mean, mm-hmm. probably could a little like, bit. I know oh, I know I, I know a lot of people that couldn't find their way out of a wet paper bag. So <laughs> I pride myself on being able to find my way home, find my way out of places and not getting lost easily. No, yeah, I, I'm, I absolutely I'm really lied. really. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yes, I can hear you. Yes, but we're talking over each other because we're both talking at the same time. Oh, yeah, well, my that's all that happened. Thing wasn't lighting up, so I was no. like, "Yeah, I can hear you." Yeah. Um. Well, I was just gonna say, I can. Um. Uh, when I was a kid, my parents 
uh, were very much like, let's drive everywhere. And I was the navigator. So I was the one with the map. And I told us where we were going, where we were turning, what mile marker we were at, how we had to get there. Nice. So I am very good with those as well. I used to do that for dad uh, back when we would take family trips all the time. Yep. When I went to um, White Sands and went hiking out in White Sands, brought a compass and a map. Because if you go hiking in White Sands, you have to. Because it's like hiking in the Arctic. Yeah. Yeah. There's like nothing out there. It's really easy to lose track of the trail. Because mm-hmm. all you're doing is looking at the horizon and looking for flags. And if the wind picks up, sometimes it's not easy to find those flags. Yeah. yeah so Your it's, turn it's... to ask a question, David. All right. Um, well, uh, I get to ask Erica, right? Yes. Yes. Aha. Uh, Erica, have you ever felt that you were missing something out of a group of friends or a community that you joined because you didn't have a certain skill? No, I don't think so, because I'm a really good observational learner. So even if I don't know what people are talking about, I can listen to cues and conversations to pick up what they're talking about and generally ask questions in a way that doesn't make me seem like I'm completely ignorant, but seems like a plausible question. I have a follow up. Does this apply to sports conversations? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The guys that I work with, like we talk about sports all the time. I can now figure out which sport they're talking about. Mm. And that is a handy skill. That is a very handy skill. Yeah. Which sport they're talking about, uh, what point in the season it is for that sport and what the gist of what they're talking about is, whether it's like which team did what and, you know, what they're irritated about or who lost money on what game. So, I mean, no, I can do that. That's impressive. (laughs) I can't do that. I get very frustrated in sports conversations. Do people assume you don't know anything about sports? Yes. See, people assume I do because I'm a man and it's frustrating. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is one of the basic assumptions most males make about other males. Yeah, and it's also assumed I know nothing about cars or computers or electronics either. That's a that's it. It's kind of a big mistake to assume anything about Erica without you know you have to approach Erica from a observational and listening perspective, or well, it's sort of like walking into the far forest and assuming that the bear isn't dangerous. Personally, <laughs> I think uh, everybody should be treated that way, not just Erica, but yes, hundred percent. <laughs> A little bit of fear is never a bad thing. I am, I am tiny but mighty. Yeah, uh, what was the line? I, I, I have a mighty roar. That's right. And for those who have been on the end of that roar, it's not something I like, like to repeat. <laughs> I hope never to be on the receiving end of that. <laughs> I do it mostly at my kids mm. for whatever that says about me. Eventually you get but, to the point where you just got to give them the look and they'll know. Oh yeah. No, we're, we're, they know the look. My oh, okay. coworkers know the look just from, <laughs> <laughs> just from interacting with me. Cause somebody oh, yeah. will say something stupid and I'll just be like, oh, yeah. I, I know the look. I know the look. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, we're, we're absolutely fucking not doing it. So, all right, Brian, what about you? What's a life skill you want? Because I know you as a person that you just pick up random ass skills like contact juggling, because why not? Or just walks in someone's house he's never met and gets a graphics card for free. Yeah, that too. (laughs) Well, 
you know, one of the reasons I, the story that Erica bases all that on is because it didn't just happen once, but about three or four times. It's happened somebody, a lot more than that. You just haven't admitted it. Somebody bought me sushi when going to sushi bars. And I think they were trying to pick up on me all three or four times. And Erica thinks it's this like crazy lucky thing that doesn't happen to anyone. And by the way, it was different genders of people. It wasn't like, but I think it was like, I, I think it was very calculated that they were buying me food that was very expensive. One of them Except was a for, couple, Brian. They were a literal couple. You're not, you're, are you trying to tell me they were trying to pick you up for a threesome? It wouldn't have been the first time that had happened. <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. You have to tell that story now. Well, when I worked in fast food, there was a swinger couple that was like really aggressive. And I was like, no, Damn. no. Damn. Um, I mean, they were like, you know, they, they had a pineapple. Oh, yeah. I don't get it. Oh, it's a upside Google down it. pineapple is a symbol of how to how to telegraph that you're a swinger. It has yeah. to be upside down, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good, because I love pineapples. I got pineapples everywhere. I was starting to wonder. <laughs> Sometimes well, it's a not upside down pineapple, but most of the time it's an upside down. Yeah, also, don't, don't ever have one upside down. <laughs> a few. Um, there's certain ways of presenting flamingos and gnomes in your yard that'll tell people, too. But I don't know what they are. I've just heard yeah. this on Reddit. Um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if it is a thing, but I doubt there's a code written down. I have researched this just for the purpose of not accidentally of doing of course you things. have of course you have <laughs> um dude your no, google so your google history it wasn't they're, all, they're like hobo marks it wasn't all hitting <laughs> on it was there was a couple times where i was hanging out at a sushi bar and there were really drunk people and they were buying food for everyone Again, it wasn't why are just you complaining me. yeah i'm not complaining it's just i'm arguing that brian it's not brian luck well, let's put it this Friday way, Brian. Love. That's never Nobody happened to me. Everybody <laughs> bought me food, whether it be sushi or not. So it's called Brian Love. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's never happened to me. So <laughs> it, you know. <laughs> it's a way of looking at the world and stepping into lucky, opportunity. You are a lucky son of a bitch, and you That's know exactly it. Exactly, no. fucking is. Yeah, he is. I have a smile that won't quit. That's all it is. Look, if this was Deadpool, <laughs> you'd be Domino. Okay. So, uh, so his skill that I would like to have, um, I would like to have the one that Erica mentioned. I'd like to be able to talk to anybody about anything because that sounds great. That's one I never even thought of because I can't talk to anyone about anything. I I That's struggle with I struggle with small talk. I think I've gotten better at it. I think I've gotten better at it because I've practiced, but I struggle with small talk. I struggle with um conversations with people I don't know real well. Um like doing things like eye contact and waiting for the turn to speak or coming up with something useful to say. Um sometimes you know, like sitting down like having dinner with people for from church that i don't know very well i always find that very awkward um 
so yeah i guess conversational skills being able to talk to anybody about anything it just sounds like a great skill to have so, so here here's the key to being to talk to people about anything i'm a salesperson my literal job is to be able to look at somebody assess certain things immediately interact and get more information out of them so my job is getting people to tell me stuff without them even realizing they're telling me stuff so that i can essentially use it against them to you know sell them stuff so that is good to know (laughs) (laughs) any good salesperson you have you have to be able to do that and i use it i say use it against them lightly it's Mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. you use the things that you see and how they interact to be able to make certain assumptions that allow you to get their buy-in on whatever it is you're selling Mm, all right so there there's your sales lesson for the night but it's a really it's a really good skill to have like david like if i ran into you right the first thing i would look at is how are you holding yourself how are you presenting yourself are you looking people directly in the eye what are you wearing how are you walking are you directly moving towards something there's all these different things and all these things that you see you have to process like immediately to figure out how the best way to approach you would be interesting I, that sounds nerdy as hell. I'm not going to yeah. lie. <laughs> you also have to be able to present yourself without coming across as nitty and sleazy, mm-hmm. which is a, a problem that salespeople have that I've walked away from sales because it's like, oh, my God, I know you're trying to sell me this car or, oh, my God, I know you're trying to sell me this thing. Turn the volume down, man. <laughs> So those are really bad salespeople because a good salesperson can sell you something without you even realizing you're being sold product. And the way you do that is because what you're telling me, Brian, is that they didn't take the time to ask you enough questions to create a relationship because every in every sales process, you have to create a relationship. Sometimes you can really hit it off with somebody and like share, you know, oh, I also like that super cool. Have you heard about this? And once you start turning yourself into a person instead of a salesperson, that's when people start listening to you. That's when you, it's called being consultative. So you build enough of a rapport that they feel like they can trust you to consult on the decision that they're making. That's good to know. They're building, that's sort of how a realtor was because he was, we were suspicious because he was very friendly and we we came in very wary already, but he (laughs) proved that he was just actually trying to be friendly. <laughs> I mean, he had an ulterior motive, but he he was also a generally friendly person. I mean, he's dropped by just to say hi a few times and maintain the relationship between realtor and bu- and home buyer. Nice. Yeah, it, it's been a good re- and he gave us a free TV, which wow, can't argue with that. Could well, be that's... argued for Brian Luck, but yeah, TV aside, um... that's what a good salesperson does. Is you there's two types of salespeople. There's people that what's called churn and burn. You just quickly get it done, get it out. You don't care what happens after that. A good salesperson knows that you have to build a sales base, people that want to come back and buy from you again. And you do that by building the rapport. What had happened with the free TV was we had, we had signed up for a raffle and (laughs) he, he, he basically said, if we do referrals, we'll get five tickets for a referral. We get one ticket for signing up for the raffle. So we submitted a whole bunch of referrals between the two of us and we didn't win. And him and his wife felt bad and went and bought us a tv they they, they felt bad 
and went and 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 well, no, I mean they had no obli- they had no social obligation to do so because you didn't win the raffle. Well, it was incredibly nice of them, but yeah, still- yeah. It, I mean, the motivation is they want us. When if it's ever time for us to buy another house or sell our house, they yeah. want us to use them. Of course. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, they like probably any- made a decent commission on the house they sold us. So you know, like, why like, not like give a little like, bit of it back. Yeah, like any business, one time, one time customer is great, but repeat customers. We're yeah. we're probably never going to sell this house, <laughs> but if we ever if we ever fell into some fuck you money, we might consider buying other property. You never know. Um, the I it it's been a good situation. It it it's really worked out well. Um, as far as skills that I want to have, I when you ask me, a bunch of skills that are not life skills flew into my head. Um, I think as far as life skills go. I would like to be more handy. I've been working on that. I I would like to um, be able to do things like put insulation in the wall or um, fix build an inverted table. Build an inverted table. I could have done that. (laughs) I was just teasing. We were very grateful that Rusty did that. We we got a we got a. Eric already knows this, so I'll just tell the story before she gets back. Oh, I'm Um, right here. I was just getting water. It was so we got an inversion table. Um, for hanging upside down from, gotcha. um, for back problems and stuff like that. Right. I get you. I know and, um, Rusty built it when he oh, was here because nice Rusty is an angel in human form. Mm. Um, Rusty was super polite the entire time he was here and gave and, and was super gracious. And he was the, the greatest person ever. And he made up for the fact that Erica was here. Exactly. That's, <laughs> that's what my husband does. My Rusty husband is such a cool me. guy. Rusty's such a cool guy. He really is. You, you I know. are. It'll fix it. Oh, okay. Um, It'll focus. Just give it a second. Yep. There we go. There we go. It, it's because you're in the dark. I'm trying to light on my house. I wasn't complaining. I mean, it, 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 it adds some mystique. <laughs> She's so angry. <laughs> I was just there. saying why. I wasn't complaining. <laughs> and for all the patrons, you get to see me in my exercise clothes. Um, I, I mean, as far as podcasts goes, I would like to know more about audio engineering. Like, I would like to know how to do things like have two people on the same computer with headphones on. Um, I would like to be able to have two people on the same computer with headphones on and on the call. Yeah. That would be kind of a neat thing to do, but I know I I'd need so. to get some kind of mixer, but I don't really know where to begin. Yeah. Um, I thought about having a setup with another computer with a different headset in a different room for occasions, much like today that didn't work out, but you know, next yeah, time. Yeah. It's like that second laptop thing. With a headset, yeah, that works too. Yeah, next time he, we'll be different. So well, he just we'll, doesn't want to be on. That's when we have an episode about Magic the Gathering, he'll come on. Oh, okay. Well, on that episode, you shouldn't have me on. You should have Matt on. They can magic it up. I'd perfectly be okay with that. We need to get in touch with him again. Anyways. All right. So, David. Uh, you get to ask you, me a question. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go. So, I have this split up into mundane questions and nerdy questions. I'm going to mm-hmm. go. I'm going to jump into the nerdy territory. Alrighty. So, this is completely hypothetical. Um, there is no ulterior motive for asking this question. So, if you were accidentally. You. Lying. If you were accidentally transported through time into a um into a medieval culture um how do you think you would survive like how would you do 
I mean, I'd be able to perform labor relatively well. So provided the disease didn't kill me um, or, you know, some parasite or something. Yeah, we're from we're focusing food. on skills. But I mean, oh. if you do have skills that could help prevent you from getting sick, that would help, too. I mean, I know the basics of sanitation. I know to boil water before you drink it. I know to, uh, to you know, if you can't filter it, at least fucking boil it. <laughs> Otherwise, you're just begging for it. Um, but oh, I, I mean, I, I have a basic smattering of carpentry skills. I can, I could definitely get a job in a workshop, in, in a wood shop or something. I don't know if you were transported to the town that you do Renfair, and you might do pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> I very well might. <laughs> uh, that would be fun. You're like, what can you do? I can stand at a gate and greet people. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do that quite well. That's uh, what I do. I drink and I know things. You immediately go to the fair and apply for a job. <laughs> uh, man. All right, your question can go All to right. anybody. Well, let's see. Hmm. Ah, man, it's tough to come up with stuff off the top of the head right there. Um, Brian, what skill do you particularly find yourself weak in that you wish you could get stronger besides auto-editing? Oh, God. Um, Because auto-editing isn't necessarily a basic skill. It's kind of specialized. All my car skills are old. Um, Like, I could change oil in an older car, but I don't even know where to begin on a newer car. Like, is that even something you can do at home? Well, step one, turn the car off. Yeah. I guess. Yes, it's something you can do at home as long as you know how to reset the counters and stuff inside. A lot of higher-end cars have computer issues if you don't do something special to them. There's manuals on how to do your own maintenance, but if you if you're rich enough called, to have a really expensive manuals. As you say, yeah, if you, if you're rich enough to have a really nice car, you're rich enough to have someone else work on it. <laughs> I have to say the the biggest thing I learned this past like couple years that was like blew me away was that you can take a car to most auto parts stores and have them scan the computer for free and tell you why the check engine lights on. Yeah. That blew me away. I was oh, yeah. like, I didn't know that was a thing. They, they My don't stepdad, charge who's a mechanic, told me that. I mean, hell, <laughs> I don't you know. To, take it to AutoZone. Ask them. <laughs> if you do it at AutoZone, they hand you the tool and you plug it in. Your, you just take it out into the parking lot, plug it in yourself, push a button, and then come back. Yeah, tell them what the tell them what the number is, and they look it up. <laughs> yeah, and um, you need to change the gas cap on your car every few years mm, yeah the seals the seals were out yeah because losing gas pressure evaporation stuff is not good yeah, it's the, the reason the pla- why there's the that second the hole wears down yeah um my um my new car doesn't have a gas cap that's because your new car takes batteries doesn't it no no it's not it it has this like self-sealing thing that you just open the you open the lid and they just like push the gas pump through this like slot and there's Hmm. no cap i've never seen anything like it before Weird. That sounds like something that's going to wear out very, very quick. I know, right? That's going to cost a lot of money to get fixed. Bingo. Yeah, that everything's automated. I mean, the, the Windows stops working. That's $200. The, 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 oh, man. Um, so the, uh, I have a 2015 Kia Optima, and the top antenna broke off my car. I took it to a car wash, and the antenna, the 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 the, the, sh- the the shark fin antenna broke off. Guess how much they wanted to fix it? Five hundred dollars. Twelve hundred dollars. Twenty two hundred dollars. It was. It would. They wanted eleven hundred dollars to fix it. 
I laughed at them, bought a new cover, and put it on there with some silicone. <laughs> I don't listen we, to XM anyway, so. We used to have this truck, and I always thought this was really cool. We used to have this truck that had a CB antenna hooked up instead of the radio antenna. Oh, you wow. Could get, you could get um, LA stations in Hemet. Wow. It was amazing. It was amazing. I that my my stepdad back in the nineties was one of those guys who could pretty much do anything he put his mind to, and that kind of skill set. He was unfortunately with me. He was just really good at yelling at me. He wasn't really good at actually teaching me anything. But I did learn how to change the tire on a car, and I agree with um, David. That's a really good skill to have. Yeah. I mean, it's not hard to do. It's just if you don't know what you're doing, it can be very difficult. Yeah, it's one so, of those skills that never really goes away. I yeah. don't think changing the oil never really went away either because it's so no. easy. It's it's like a really simple thing to do. It just can be messy. So a lot of people don't like messing with it. I, I know how to do all the specific things I learned how to do. Like I know how to change caskets in an engine, but I don't know how to do a lot of other stuff with cars. Mm. A lot of yeah. car maintenance is troubleshooting to figure out what exactly is wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of car maintenance is figuring out exactly what it is that's giving you the problem. That's yeah, the skill can, I'm pretty confident that I have. I'm trying to think, like, I can change rotors and brake pads, and I can change spark plugs, oil, mm -hmm. transmission fluid. Those but, are all very, very good things to know how to do. But anything else, I don't, I don't think, you know, I couldn't change the alternator, you know. That's something my dad used to do. So it must be easy because he doesn't know anything about cars. He always it's was not, able to figure it's it not out. Hard. He, had a, he had one of those manuals. That, what did you say Haynes, they were called? Yeah, the Haynes, Haynes manuals. Haynes yeah. Manual. Yeah, I've seen they they have one of those for the Millennium, Millennium Falcon. Yes, they do. I kind of want that because <laughs> I oh, think that would be amazing. You guys want to see one of our new kittens? Sure. Aww. Ooh, it's orange. I'm saying that for the people that are only listening. This is Thor. Odin's son. Nice to meet you. Yes, and uh, I have uh, Odin's other son too. Yeah, bring Loki here. This this is the best. I didn't name them, but it's really perfect. This is Thor and Loki. Ah. One blonde, one dark, and they're both uh they're brothers from the same litter. Greetings, sons of Odin. For the people who Hi. for the people who um who have never seen her on camera, that was Amelia. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Uncle Brian. Hi. Love you, love you first. Oh, love you, love you second. Love you, love you first, Mom. Love you second. <laughs> Thor is the sweetest little. All right. But these are our kittens. No. Those are some nice kitties. Thank no, you. And now we have five. I have five sons and two daughters. Goodness gracious. Oh, we're outnumbered. <laughs> um, oh. So um, I got asked the question. So. Um, yes. Uh, Erica, what's your what's your basic skill that is most brag worthy? One that you haven't shared yet. I was gonna say probably my sales skill because yeah, I know. <laughs> and Amelia puts it, I could sell ice to Eskimo. I think the reason why you have such good sales skills is because you've been doing it for like twenty years. That is true. It has been twenty years. Um, hmm. I'm really good with Excel and finances, better than I think most people are. <laughs> I surprised myself by how good I was with that. Eric, Heather even admits that I'm good at it, and she's an accountant, which is yeah. really shocking. A basic understanding of accounting is a very handy thing to know. I have to say, talking to her about accounting at a corporate level is really hard. I bet. I think I know more than most, but I have a lot of trouble understanding everything. Mm. I, I still don't really understand the concept of a general ledger. I know, Erica, that you do, but I have a lot of trouble with the whole general ledger concept. That's because I've listened to Rachel for a really long time. I know way more about mortgages than I should. 
but that's just because my sister goes on about what whatever it is and then i'm like oh okay and i just absorb i just mm. absorb information I'm really good at researching. That's a very handy skill. And it's it's one of the reasons why it's okay to have gaps. It's like you can you can pretty much find out anything. Yeah. But I I have to say there are things that you do a whole bunch of research on and then you're like I think it would be more worthwhile to just hire a contractor. And mm -hmm. there there are times where it's like if I have if I have to cut open the drywall I probably don't want to do it myself. Even if it's a networking thing that I know how to do, it's probably more worth my time to have someone else do it unless it's going to be way too expensive. Yeah. I don't know. My brother does all my drywall. Yeah, so. I, I worked in construction for a little while, so I, I know how to do drywall. <laughs> drywall is not hard, and I mean, you can do you can do quick and you can do workarounds for drywall too. I oh, mean, yeah. you don't you don't have to do it the perfect way. Well, especially if you're going to paint it, it doesn't got to look pretty because uh, you're going to hide the crimes with paint. So yeah, but I've I've learned a lot of tricks over the years. I. I had a friend who could cover up a hole in a wall faster than anyone I ever met in my life. Mm. I was hanging out with this friend who um, was joking around and bit me. Okay. And Do Eric, you still consider this person a friend? Yes. But, it, it, but Eric could attest that it's never a good idea to horseplay with me inside. Because when I got bit, I reacted. I threw my shoulder up and sent the friend flying body first into the wall and left a body-shaped hole in the wall. <laughs> my friend then ran around the house, got a whole bunch of newspaper, put it in the hole, put surgical tape all over the side of the wall, and then quickly painted over the surgical tape. Nobody knew about the wall, and they sold the house that way. <laughs> wow wow so yeah yeah that's a skill i don't have <laughs> <laughs> i've accidentally put holes in drywall a few times because i i have i i anyone who knows me did you don't horseplay with me inside it's a bad idea no no, no i'm sorry you don't horseplay <laughs> with brian at all it's a bad fair, idea. fair enough yeah um erica got the worst one of the worst wounds i've ever seen her get but this wasn't even horse playing. This was when you stood up underneath that cabinet. Mm. Oh my god, I've never seen such a bad head wound before just from a household accident. Oh, Jesus. Blood she did the thing everywhere. we all do. She did the thing we all do. She stood up underneath the cabinet door and hit the corner. And instead of just going, ow, that hurts, blood just poured down her face. <laughs> that cabinet door went right into her head and left a... <laughs> Like uh, a good chunk hole. Man, head wounds bleed a lot. <laughs> well, See, and you know, it was my experience with that, Brian, that when Rowan busted her head open on the floor because she was running in a circle, because you can do that in my house, and our <laughs> our door frames, because this house was built in 42, are solid metal. Ooh. They're steel. Ooh. And, Ouch. And she wasn't looking where she was going, and she right into the steel but that's not where she busted her head open she hit it so hard that she bounced off the hardwood floor and and got the back of her head oh my and god i run over there and blood is just pouring everywhere and i, I immediately look to see how deep it was grabbed a, wa a clean washcloth put pressure on it and held her in the back seat of the car while chris rushed us to the emergency room and the entire because I knew how bad a head wound bleeds from having my own head busted open the entire time I'm trying not to like have an anxiety
anxiety attack over my kid bleeding everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I'm literally saying to myself in my head, head wounds bleed a lot, head wounds bleed a lot, head wounds bleed a lot. Like just (laughs) like a mantra, just over and over until we could get to the ER. You're going to be okay. (laughs) Say the fucking words. Just over and over in my head. Um, uh, and then we got there. They're like, oh, yeah, she needs stitches. So she got 10 stitches. Damn. And then almost exactly a year to the day, three days sooner than the anniversary of the last time she hit her head, split her head, the first time she split her head open, she did it again. But this time she got the front of her head. Because we're in the (laughs) hospital. I already know what to expect. They have to like tie them down to a board so they Mm -hmm. don't move while they're trying to stitch their head up. I already know what's going to happen. I already know what's going to expect. And I'm not looking forward to this. And the nurse walks in and she goes, okay let's take a look all right so we're gonna have to get that stitched up here's the process and i'm like i got the process (laughs) i know we've been here she goes you have and i was like yeah like a year ago and she looked it up and she goes yep almost almost to the day you're three days early (laughs) can i get my punch card punch please (laughs) kid injuries are common I I got um I went flying over the handlebars of my bike when I was a kid and I smashed my face on a rock and lost two teeth and um went to the dentist because I had an appointment for tooth extractions and um it ended up being <laughs> you know where up, this is going, David. It ended up being wow. the two teeth that were supposed to be of removed. Course. Of course. <laughs> so Jesus Christ, Brian. It was so funny because he removed the first tooth and he was like, I think we have enough time to do the other two. And he was like, where are they? <laughs> wow. No, Brian Luck does not. That, it's not. That's not a thing, David. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, it, it's a big thing in my relationship with my wife because she's never won anything before. And it's frustrating for her that I've won most of the raffles I've ever entered. And you just walk down the street, people hand you shit here. <laughs> it came up when we went to DudeCon and I won the big Lebowski sweater. I was like, the reason why I won it is because I can't wear it. It's ironic. I don't win like good things. I'm allergic to wool, and I won the big Lebowski sweater. <laughs> and they're never big things. They're just small, cool things like that. I, I, Brian, guess what? What? So I won that $150 in that Oculus while I was at your house. Yeah. Nice. Guess what I won last week? What? Another $150 and a giant Yeti cooler. The ones that are like $400 that keep things cold for days. Well, Eric nice. Luck's not a thing. No, it's not. I never win stuff. I think it's just your family. Jesus. Not, it, no. Mm-mm, mm-mm. She, I almost never win anything. She didn't win a raffle. She won them because she reached certain goals and sales that beat other people in her company so they give out prizes she works for a company sales jobs are like that okay so she was given something she didn't pay money for but it wasn't she because she achieved something yeah it wasn't lucky that's called that's called a prize to me yeah but it wasn't lucky she earned the prize hey you know what inch or mile wins a win yeah 
Like, no, see, David, David, I won something for making more money than all the other salespeople did. Yeah, yeah what did you win? You made more than them. Before the pandemic, didn't you win like a Cayman Islands trip or something like that? Yes, I did. Damn. And I didn't get to go. But I did cash the money in and buy a Corvette. So. Oh, there you yeah. go. <laughs> Damn. Nerd Podcast Radio. We talk about all the cool stuff that happens to us. It doesn't happen to you. <laughs> It doesn't happen to me either, so don't feel too don't feel too jealous, people. Nerd Podcast Radio. We talk about all the cool stuff that happens to us. It doesn't happen to David. <laughs> oh man. I mean I mean the thing the luckiest thing happened to me is I found five dollars in a pair of pants I hadn't worn in a while. Uh, no. You got a car. That wasn't Somebody. necessarily luck, but sure, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. Somebody and I'm, pay- decided to I'm get paying a new for car. it. It's not like they gave it to me. <laughs> I'm not saying they gave it to you. I'm saying when you needed a car, somebody had a car that they were willing to sell you at a reasonable price. Fair enough. That's lucky. Okay, I'll give you that. Oh, hi, friend. <laughs> Erica says hi. For those that are listening, Grant is in the background again. <laughs> Yes, yes. Helter Skelter. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, where are we at? Um, You asked Erica. Erica gets asked a question now. Yeah. So, out of all the life skills you have, David, which category do you think they fall in the most? Is it like home maintenance, car maintenance, (laughs) financials? Like, where would you say your biggest strong suit is? I think my biggest strong suits are my mechanical knowledge. And my my what the limited bit of engineering stuff I know, my ability to work with machines and things. I do a lot of car maintenance myself. I taught myself how to do this stuff. I you know I could build computers. I can't write. I, I'm not a coder. I can't write software, but I can I can build rigs. <laughs> That's that's a handy skill to have. I, I can also do that, yeah. which is nice. Oddly enough, it's not a skill I have. I'm not mm. much of a rig builder. I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I I'm love sure playing I can figure hardware. it out because I have to do stuff like that at work, but at home, not really. Uh, I love playing with hardware. It's fun. Getting getting to put guts into a new computer is great. It's one of, one of my favorite things it, to do. It's really satisfying, I have mm-hmm. to say. Mm-hmm. Starting from the bottom up is like super stressful for me because I've had to do it at work before and I never want to have to do it at home. No. So I enjoy it because ooh, what I'm gonna do to what I'm gonna do to this thing when it finally powers on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I enjoy it because I'm not very mechanical. It's one of the only mechanical skills I have. And and there is that half second anticipation right before you hit the power switch of oh I hope this doesn't explode. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I depends on how much blue paste you used. <laughs> I want to add a follow up question for David because I don't think David's gotten this one yet, and I want to make Please. sure. He gets it before the episode ends sure where are you weak um i am weak in i i'm not very good at, I, I can sew a button on but i don't feel comfortable i wouldn't feel comfortable like making a shirt i don't have that uh, that skill set i'm I, I i know basic stuff i can fix a hole i can put a button on that's that's the extent of my sewing skill uh, <laughs> um I am. Um, if it makes you feel better, David, I couldn't make a shirt until Rowan wanted a Halloween costume and I had to make it for her last year. Mm. And then I learned that I can make all sorts of stuff. Very cool. Yeah. That's just one facet I've never been 
exposed to overly much. My grandmother used to sew all the time. But with she YouTube, had... now you could probably figure it out in 20 minutes. Oh, right? yeah, probably. <laughs> but it's it's another thing of the, it, it requires a, a machine and setup and A, I don't have the space. B, I don't have – it's there are issues. But... I used to be really good at sewing. I, I, I could put buttons on and do stuff like that. It's just I've gotten so out of practice that I wouldn't even know where to start now. It's like yeah. I lost the skill. Yeah, another I thing used I'm... to make dice bags. Dice bags are nice. Yeah, it's a cool thing to get into is getting your feet wet. But another thing I I know I'm not very good at as far as skills are concerned is I don't do well in crowds. And especially when I'm in large groups of people I don't know, I find it hard to engage in conversation a lot of times. Well, you have even told me that the podcast is hard for you sometimes, isn't it? It, it was at the start, but it's not as bad anymore. <laughs> David, this is how you deal with crowds. Excuse mm. me, pardon me, excuse me, pardon me, excuse me, pardon me. That's how you do it. <laughs> no, no, I stand there and go, everybody move! And the pats <laughs> that I walk right through. <laughs> I I have learned two crowd tricks that are great. Um, when I was like 14 through 16, um, a friend's dad used to take me and my friend down to Tijuana. And he literally taught us how to walk through the crowd crowded roads. Because the roads are like impassable. The, the sidewalks are like impassable. It's like crazy. It's worse than Manhattan. And he would say, you walk with the idea in your mind that you're the king. And people will move out of the way. Mm-hmm. Unless you're five too. Yeah. Well, I was 5'2 then. That, that, that is one thing. My size, I keep a fairly steady gait and stuff just tends to get out of the way. <laughs> I was a little chubby short kid when I was 15, 16. I didn't get my growth spurt until right around my senior year graduate. Like I, I, I grew from like 5'11 to 6'2. It was crazy. Do you want to hear something crazy? Yes. Sure. So when I first started uh, at uh, my job, we were like in this giant office building. So elevators, long hallways, blah, blah, blah. And I noticed as I was walking through that if somebody was like walking directly towards me, like they wouldn't move. And it was particularly guys, like they wouldn't move. Like I had to be the one to move out of their way. So I noticed this and decided to do a social experiment to see if I was if I was right. So I spent a whole week uh, playing chicken with people. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Nice. How'd that work out for you? Uh, I found out that most people are going to move when you're about two feet away. They'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, yeah, that's right. That's good. That's really good. I've thought that myself. I've wondered if I was the one who was always initiating the move or if it was if it was just I. I yeah, that's I'm going to try that because we have hallways at work. Um, the oh, other trick I learned for crowds and I think this applies to you too, I think it works, is hold something over your head when you're moving through the crowd. Mm. Um, you like hold your arms up with something over your head and go, excuse me, excuse yeah. me. People see that as, oh, they're doing something important. Yeah, um, or what I, do, what I do is I get something up on the shoulder. And just, yeah. Right, coming through. Yeah, I did, it with, I did it with my camera because I used to take photos at concerts and mm. you'd walk through with it. Like I'd, I'd realize nobody was moving and then I'd just hold my camera up over my head and all of a sudden everybody would move out of the way. It, I mean, it adds height, so yeah. it probably would work. Yeah, but my ability to height is just a normal person's height. I'm not sure that counts. It's one thing I love doing. One thing I love at fair is uh, you get a few people walking together, and you can just start tell, asking, you know, make way, please, make way. People start moving out of the way. And one of the running gags for a while was uh, there'd be a group of people doing it. And make way, make way for nobody important. Make way. <laughs> 
as just a group of random people are walking down the street. I have a tangent, David. Yes, please. Go ahead. Um, have you heard that story about the dude who worked at Renfair who kept a Starfleet pin inside his um, jacket? Um, I have heard the story. I don't know the person personally, but it does not surprise me. I was wondering if it happened at your fair. It wouldn't surprise me at all. In fact, I've, 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 I've got Star Wars stuff sometimes I sneak onto my costume. <laughs> the, the story goes for people who haven't heard it because you can't tell a half story on a podcast. Oh, please. Is, um, sometimes people will show up at Renfair wearing Star Trek costumes mm. and will be people on away missions to a primitive world or time travelers. Yeah. And there was a guy who worked at Renfair who dressed up in period costume and if he saw anybody wearing Star Trek gear he would go up to them and be like what are you guys doing and show his <laughs> and show his badge and be like we've been working like on this undercover. planet for three years what is this about your prime directive you're not forgetting And <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome okay I have heard this story before and yeah. I really want it to be true because that would be so and uh, quite frankly I might start doing because you've seen people wearing out like yeah. anachronistic oh, costumes at fair there's one guy i'm actually pretty good friends with uh he comes uh he comes dressed in fatigues as a uh, as a, a stargate uh away team member oh that's good he's got a, he's got two or three different different setups with all the gear and everything he's got the 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 od green the jungle camouflage he comes in the black oh and, that's good yeah that's good i missed that show i'm looking forward to the reboot me too <sighs> Um, and then we always get a group of, uh, there's always a group of, uh, Spaniards that come that are all wearing, uh, the Spanish, Spanish tabards and have the big flowery hats. And then, um, uh, there's usually a, a Bill and Ted group that shows up. Now, time travel weekend, it's basically, you get a lot of actual time travelers, travelers. Oh, yeah. but you also you get, get a lot of who, Doctor Who's. You get, <laughs> you get a lot of people that are just like, this is my excuse to cosplay as anything. Pretty much. There is actually now a cosplay weekend as well. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, at I least that's what they did Amelia last year. I just give an audible <gasps> from the other well, room. come to L.A. <laughs> or Wendell I'll Renfair. I'll send her out to hang out with you for a week, David. You can have her. I'm sure the Renfair near you has a time um, travel weekend and a cosplay no. weekend. No. <laughs> Not without, like, a month beforehand so I can do some things that need doing. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I have been creating a nice list of chores for if we ever pull the trigger on her coming out here. <laughs> well you know i've been thinking about it a lot and it's like one of the reasons why i never go down in the crawl space is because the gap is so small and it's like just an opportunity bigger than me Uh, i forgot to ask you to do the when you were here yeah amelia Amelia is uh taller than me albeit much thinner Mm. but yeah she's like five four now well, yeah, because you're actually standing up. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, oh, my God, a short joke. Damn. All right, that was well, a good that short note. joke, though. <laughs> All right, it's your turn, David. Okay. Uh... Last question. <laughs> oh, yeah, put that kind of pressure on me. Thanks. Oh, Ask man. the apocalypse one to one of us. Fine. Or to both of us. Fine. Both of you, if... Uh, if, if if there was a sudden apocalypse, say a virus came out and just started killing off the population randomly, and, and we all had to ban the internet goes out. Yes, importantly, we lose the internet as well as most other comforts. You know, the water doesn't work, the power's dead, the, there's no internet. Um, what skills do you think you could bring to a community that would make them want to let you stay? We'll start with Erica. 
Well, good at, good at getting people to agree to things. So I think for a community, that would be very good to have somebody that can talk to everybody and get everybody on the same page, because that's a really difficult way to do, especially if you have limited resources. Okay. But outside of that, I, I'm good at gardening. A very handy skill. Green, green thumbery is important. How about you, Brian? You're also good with kids, so you could, you could, mm. because your particular kid style would work really well with kids that you need to save their lives and get them to do things. <laughs> I love it. I love how he's like, your particular kid style. Oh, the fact that you don't put up with bullshit. That's so what yeah. you're saying, so what you're saying is, a la Leah Neeson, she has a particular set of skills. <laughs> Um, Honestly, I've been thinking about this one a lot because, you know, I work in technology and if technology doesn't do anything, it's like, what the hell would I do? I'm not mechanical. And it would, I I thought back to like, what is my basic skill set? And it's organizational leadership. I mean, kept the podcast running a long time, kept, did, did all that gaming stuff for a long time. I could figure out who's good at what and tell them what to do really easily. And I don't even need to be the one who's in charge. I could just be the one who tells people what to do. The power behind the throne. Yeah. Not even from like an ego perspective, just I am good at that. And (laughs) so, yeah, it, it's sort of like, I mean, even if I'm not like the person who tells people what to do, I could be the person who comes up with work schedules. So when they ask you at the when they're pointing guns at you at the gate, asking you what you can do for them, you're going to be like, I can organize your town hall. Exactly. I would say that with confidence. I'd they're be going, like, so I'd after be they like, shoot I can help you, you come up with some. I can help you come up with a plan that makes it so you don't run out of bullets. Right. So they let Erica in and shoot you. Okay. Well, also, <laughs> I'm probably gonna let me in. I'll talk them into letting me in. Duh. Well, that plus your gardener. I skills. don't know, guys. I mean, from your own admission. I would walk up to the gate and they'd be like, they'd be like, here's all st- a bunch of stuff for free, just randomly. <laughs> I mean, he's got a point. <laughs> they would just let him in. Just like, you know, he, he, no, he would say all that. He's like, I will organize everything. He'd be like, yeah, okay, come on in. <laughs> Probably. You, you know, we've been needing someone to do paperwork. Come on in. <laughs> do you want some sushi? We have sushi. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, I'd find the one community that somehow happens to have some kind of working internet. Probably. <laughs> oh, it's like, how is this working? We don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I, I right. honestly don't believe that Apocalypse will be as bad as people thinks it, think it is. I think people well, will form not an communities. Apocalypse. I'm pretty sure like it has some sort of high bar there. Yeah. I, 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 I watch like The Walking Dead and I'm like, People would protect the doctor a lot more than they do on these shows. <laughs> that is true. Plus, I don't care how uh, how many civilians are around in those in those movies. The, they always show the military outposts that have been overrun. I'm sorry, they will let a lot of ordnance go before they start. They will start backing away from things before they start getting overwhelmed like that. <laughs> Did they? I I stopped walking the walk watching the Walking Dead after the whole Negan thing. No, I stopped away before that. So. Yeah, I I I stopped I, at Negan. I've yeah. been curious if they ever revealed the mystery about the helicopter uh what helicopter the helicopter that was revealed in the first episode 
Oh, yeah. the one that he saw that he swears yeah. he, that he saw. And they hinted right. at it a couple of times. And there was one time where he came across tra a crashed helicopter, but yeah, they never no really said if that's the actual helicopter. I don't know. I, I watched the first season; the it was great. I watched the second season and stopped watching. So. Oh, I have another skill I just thought of. Mm. I ha I'm really good with first aid, but beyond just that, uh, I know what a lot of prescriptions do. Oh, that's handy. And you're mm -hmm. you're CPR certed, aren't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a great. Basic I was skill. a long time ago. I know how to do it. I'm just not. I certified. was a long time ago. I mean, in an apocalypse situation, they don't care if you're licensed. Yeah, BGs. That's, that's true. <laughs> but I would be a really good nurse. Sweet. That's actually a skill I have. I didn't even think of that. I know how to do basic nursing. Yay! Yeah. There you go. I used to be a CNA. Son of and a I bitch. I remembered a lot of it. Well, until yeah, just that second. Not yeah. Before then. Right. You know, you don't think about stuff like that because you don't do it all the time. But like, um. I'm it's come in handy when I've been at restaurant when I've been at like a restaurant or a store and an elderly person fell down. I know what to do. See, I've never been in that situation. So I've it's no happened quite a few times. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I so what you're saying is other people are unlucky around you. Yeah. That is 100% true because you suck up all the luck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, have, you, have you ever watched the the show American Gods? No. So there's a character on there who's supposed to be a leprechaun. He's got a lucky coin, mm -hmm. and when his coin takes goes away, he loses all his luck. Brian's like the fucking lucky coin. Mm -hmm. Like wherever the lucky coin goes, like everybody's luck goes to the coin. Yeah. Yeah, he walks yeah, in the room and starts siphoning up the luck. Yeah, it was just a pet smart not that long ago, and someone fell down. Man, you're a menace to society, Brian. The, um, well, I have a reputation for being clumsy because things fall down and break and stuff whenever I'm around, and it's like I, I had uh, you to really are Domino, when I swear. she because we, we went hiking, and I was like, I'm not clumsy. I'm not going to do something clumsy. I'm actually really good on my feet while hiking, and. But yeah, and my I, husband I, fell. That's who fell. My husband. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Nice. And she didn't want him to do the thing he was going to do too. Uh, uh I didn't. Like Brian's like, go over there and stand up that rock. I'm like, there's no way this is going to end good. He's like, go over there, it'll be fine. I'm like, he's like, I, he's like, I just stood on the rock. It was fine. I'm like, oh god, Chris is going to get hurt. He stepped <laughs> he, off the rock. He, he, well, hold on. He gets up on the rock, and Brian takes his pictures on the rock, right? And I'm like, all right, we're halfway there. Now the dismount. <laughs> like I'm doing this in my head. I'm sure Brian could could literally see it happening in my head oh my <laughs> like, God. okay we're halfway there and chris stepped off that rock and the ground gave way <laughs> he bit it and i went fuck because <laughs> i uh, knew it was gonna happen <laughs> is he all right yeah he's he okay. scraped okay, his good. knee pretty he scraped yeah, his leg pretty he bad did. Mm. he was bleeding pretty good but he was like no nah, i'm fine and he was so sexy he shook it off and he kept hiking oh he did something cool i don't know if you noticed the cool thing he did he took the camel back and hung it off a sign and then drained water out of the camel back and washed his leg off washed he thought of it out. really fast he was like this is how i'm gonna fix that this is how i'm gonna clean this off <laughs> 
But yeah, it was yeah. just a little My scrape. My husband is a very smart man. Yes, he yeah. is. I was the only one who didn't fall. Yeah, I did slip too, but not like Chris did. I just rolled my ankle. Well, I was I was worried that you hurt your ankle because you did roll it pretty bad. Yeah, but it was good. I survived. Yay. Yeah, I don't think I've ever fallen while going hiking. I've hurt my knees while hiking from doing things like jumping up on rocks too many times and then my knees hurt for the rest of the hike home. But I don't think I've ever fallen. I yeah that so I you know I don't I personally I I used to believe I was clumsy but over time I'm like no I'm not a clumsy person I just if stuff happens um and I don't think I have good body awareness because I often will accidentally hurt other people in horseplay situations mm-hmm. even in not horseplay situations whenever Brian's moving around and I don't know if he notices I do this I make sure I'm standing at least four feet away from him at all times I think <laughs> most people who know me do. <laughs> I yeah, but there's I that, there's the that one. there's that almost involuntary half step back whenever he starts to move. <laughs> I wasn't the one who ripped your head open with a pillow. Uh, catch you with a zipper or something. That? No, that was you. That was Matt. Was that Matt? Mm. Yeah, he hit you in the head with the pillow and ripped your head open. Caught you with a zipper. That's what we're guessing. It's the only thing possible because it was a bad gash and it was a pillow. Yeah, it would have had to have been. So yeah. we have talked about basic life skills. Um, Ooh, how to get blood? How to get blood off of linens? There's an important life skill. Cold water. Yep. Um, one of the great things about basic life skills is they don't apply in science fiction situations. And since we have our <laughs> very own no. science fiction technology it is time for tales for the extra dimensional portal um we have been attempting to contact the doctor for some time but unfortunately she is not available so we're going to talk about some of the basic skills we have learned about the technology since we've contacted the doctor so first we're going to start with david um what are some of the things you learned about our extra p- dimensional portal technology since um the doctor has provided us with information um, you might tell it where you want to go, but it takes you where you need to go, not where you want to go. Yeah, that that is something that we have found, and it's you know, and it, and we you know we don't talk about them on the show very often, but we have saved the multiverse a few times. It, it, it if we do it a few more times, maybe we'll make up for all the times we've fucked it up. Look, I mean, if you if you really count the fact all the times we we fixed the things we screwed up to begin with, then yeah, we've saved it like half a dozen times. But that's beside the point. <laughs> It's very similar to Doctor Who. A little bit, a little bit. However, legally distinct from... And um, yes, yes, ours is the Doctor and is Russian and might be Baba Yaga. (laughs) I don't think there's a might be about it. (laughs) Um, Erica, what about you? What basic skills have you learned about our extra-dimensional portal technology? Uh, I learned that you can rewire the antenna system to pick up interdimensional cable. Well, how is that? How has that affected your lives? I mean, they're all great now. <laughs> she gets to watch like Jeopardy from ten years from now. That's right. I love Jeopardy. You get to watch the um, the version of the of uh, Wandavision where what it would have been like without the pandemic. Uh, <laughs> oh, speaking of Jeopardy, and just to you know, um, this is gonna come out when it's already over, but we're recording, and this is the last night of uh, Lavar Burton hosting uh, his his the week of Jeopardy episodes, and they have all been fantastic. There's a there's I I believe fantastic. that he, he is going to be, to be the host i hope so i really do 
and I think he's, a lot of people are going to be disappointed if he's not. Well, luckily, apparently, the internet has boosted the ratings sufficiently on his night so far. So hopefully, that puts him ahead in the running. <laughs> I think I found out about it on like Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I love the blurry cats running around behind you. <laughs> no, no, oh, those are the wi- those are widgets. <laughs> come here, come here, Loki, Loki, okay. Um, See, they're not actually cats; they're just widgets. He just calls them cats. <laughs> things. Um, the I think the most important thing I've learned is the translator. You finally figured out, out how how it works, right? Um, I don't. I wouldn't say that, but we've gotten some interesting translations. Yeah, I mean, every now and then it does put the emphasis on the wrong syllable, <laughs> and it it. Oddly enough, I I expected it. You know, I learned everything I know about alien languages from Star Trek: The Next Generation, and I believe so that our everyone speaks lightly, lightly accented English. Well, I believe that our translator wouldn't work on metaphor, but it totally does. I mean, Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra. No, they just they'll just be like, one time this bad thing happened, and they came together. <laughs> it totally can handle that. <laughs> Data and Lore looking at each other in a hallway. <laughs> yeah, it'd just be like, yeah, there, there, there was this big event once, and you know, we use it to apply to other events. And the card, his hand covering face. <laughs> One of the thi- I like, I like that story, but I think it could have been handled because I've used metaphor in translation. Yeah, but you also got to remember that was in the '90s, man. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good idea. That was like the mid '90s. Come on. That I, was amazing. I, 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 I mean, it's cool when you see it with, um, what well, they did it on NCIS all the time when Ziva would do idioms Again, wrong. Again, that was the mid-90s, bro. Oh. Oh, stop using that as an excuse. You could use no. that as an excuse for anything. Okay. I'm not going to stop using that as an excuse because that's why it was so much better than the rest of them because they are all copying this great television moment. Um, Next Generation did that horrible African episode. Was that because it was the 90s or was it because it was horrible bad judgment of the writers? That is a little column A and a little column B. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they, they had someone had to have thought that was a bad idea look when you do 200 and some episodes of something one or two are gonna slip through the cracks okay <laughs> um so that is oh no, no 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 hold on before before we end and i probably should have used this as my nerdy thing is it something that we can include in the bonus episode i mean i will just let you i i'm gonna i'm gonna count after we end the episode i'm gonna count to 10 with my hands and then you can share it in the bonus episode and for people who don't have access to the bonus episode you can get all of our bonus episodes at patreon.com slash our podcast radio yay so this has been an awesome episode i'm totally dejecting erica right now but she is gonna get to talk about it um I have been super vegan, Brian. I was joined by Kirsty Smurferka. Hi. You can't see it, but she's slipping him off. David. <laughs> Toothpick. Yes. Hey, <laughs> Huzzah. Uh, and this has been Nerd Podcast Radio. Stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Stay awesome. Stay Erica, awesome. say goodbye. Brian, cut her off. No, David.